Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. Okay, for some people, that was enough to put to rest that whole issue of Biden hasn't condemned the rioters. Um, <laughs> more on that in a second. Yeah. I uh, fell off the wagon eating-wise last night. I had been so dis- I'd been the most disciplined I'd ever been, maybe since I was a high school wrestler for the last couple of weeks. Just like nothing wrong. I am ready for a story, because when you fall off the wagon, you, don't f- you leap off. Usually, uh, yeah. I had done nothing wrong for several weeks. I was feeling good, too. Um, but my wife made homemade churros last night. Oh, my. I know. Those are the delicious cinnamony sweet fried uh, Mexican treat, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. And she made them. Here's the, pro- there's, there's the problem. This is the, always the weakness with me. Instead of making like churros are usually a long tube. Yes. And you, you have one or you don't. Or maybe you have a half or. She made like bite sizes. Oh. So it's just a big plate of bite size. And bite fun size anything. Size. Yeah, <laughs> fun size anything dooms me. Because if I can just walk by and pop one in my mouth. It's covered in sugar and cinnamon. Like, yeah, I just. And walk back by. I'm getting the kids ready for bed and laundry and towel. I'll just take another one. Walk back by. I have one more. Oh, my. What time is it? Eight o'clock? I'm two hours past when I'm supposed to stop eating. But one more. <laughs> what do you suppose the tally was? Do you have any idea? Uh, probably 15. Oh. That was a lot. Oh, boy. That is a fun size. Yeah, though, though, very fun size. God, I love those. I could have eaten four. I wonder how many of those I could have eaten. Like before you vomited or. <laughs> I think I could have eaten a hundred easily. <laughs> Sounds like a wager to me. So um, we mentioned earlier in the show. Maybe we should uh, mention that again. The Wall Street Journal. They said what Biden said yesterday was not enough, specifically because he mentioned regularly, um, you know, a violence of any kind, burning things down, smashing windows is not okay, and these right wing groups, and then. And but all violence is bad. But he never mentioned left wing. He never used the term left wing. He never mentioned Black Lives Matter. He never mentioned Antifa. Um, and I think he needs to mention those by name. But we'll see if that satisfies people or not. Well, that's at the root of the violence. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out, it's Antifa and BLM that has been smashing up Portland for a hundred days. So uh, long before the the Trump trucks and the flags showed up. So does that? Come up in your conversation at all or not? Okay. So that's one end of it. But the Trump campaign fired back with this yesterday. I wonder if this one could stick at all or if they're going to have to answer for it. I'll read from the Morning Dispatch. This landed a substantive punch, the Morning Dispatch believes. Uh, This is a statement from the Trump campaign. Biden failed to apologize for his campaign staff donating to a fund which bailed violent criminals out of jail in Minneapolis. He failed to urge Democrat governors to call in the National Guard. He failed to urge Democrat mayors to allow the federal government to help. Several Biden campaign staffers publicly donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which uses donations to pay bail fees in Minneapolis, back in May during the initial wave of protests and riots following the death of George Floyd. And before she joined the ticket, Kamala Harris encouraged her Twitter followers to donate to the group and help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. Some of the money raised by the Minnesota Freedom Fund went toward bailing out people charged with violent crimes, according to a Fox 9 KMSIP investigation there in Minneapolis. A Biden campaign spokesman told Reuters back in May the former vice president opposes cash bail as an institution, calling it modern-day debtor's prison. So that issue also, the whole... um, Doing away with bail nationwide. 
as it's being tried in a couple of places, California and New York. Right. And uh, and to most people's minds, not good uh, good results. Um, is the Biden campaign going to ever say anything about that? You had staff people that were donating money to get violent rioters out of jail. And your vice presidential candidate tweeted, tweeted out all of her followers in a link so she could so they could donate money to get rioters out of jail. Right. Keeping in mind <clears throat> that there are peaceful protesters, there are rioters, then there and I wanted to then there are and I wanted to get this quote right as uh, Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones said the other day because uh, Sacramento has been dealing with riots too. Um. Uh, it is, uh, there seems to be a lack of courage to call it what it is. It is not a protest. It is an attempted insurrection. This is not a protest or demonstration. It is not a call for justice, and it transcends either political party. These people are anarchists, Antifa and others, that have no platform, no end goal, and no core beliefs other than to create chaos and undermine many of our social institutions, including police. That is undeniably true. Boy, I like that part right there about the uh, no (laughs) end game. Other than uh, just tearing stuff down. Yep. Yep. God, how 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 has everybody not woken up to that? And in in Joe Biden is, hasn't said anything about it. Well, I, there's I, I can't imagine that he makes it till election to election day without at some point pointing out that Antifa is a bad organization. Right. They're Marxist bent on the overthrow of the federal government, the violent overthrow of it, which is one of the very few limits on free speech we have. Coming up, what is the Red Mirage? Okay. Mm, sounds like a, a Patrick Swayze movie, doesn't it? Or <laughs> some sort of 90s, the, the, the Ruskies have invaded fair. Maybe like a... Uh, Ivan Drago's nickname from Rocky IV. <sighs> some sort of synth pop music with no vocals? That too. <laughs> I like yours, Sean. It sounds like a, a new Marvel hero. Yeah. The Red Mirage, he can materialize wherever he wants and do something or other. I don't know. So, quick note from our friends at Simply Safe before we get to all of that. Most home security systems trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, lousy customer support, and you're paying and you're paying and you're paying for the length of the contract. Simply Safe is a better system and it's way less expensive. Everything to protect your home. In fact, it's the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report, which is pretty, pretty impressive. The best, not in the top five or something. The best. And it's about $15 a month, no long contract. You don't even need somebody to come to your home to install it. You set it up yourself in under an hour. And it's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras, blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. And if you head to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, you get a free HD camera for our listeners, but you need to remember the code Armstrong. Simply Safe, it's S I M P L I, a modern spelling. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You're going to like it. No long contract, no expensive, messy install. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Also coming up, we need to get to the singing dog of New Guinea that they thought had been extinct for 50 years. Wait a minute. And it showed back up again. We got singing dogs? The singing dog of New Guinea. I am a dog from New Guinea. (laughs) Wow, he's a songwriter as well. Okay, that. And and do we have the the other beast I asked for earlier? Yeah, I found that tape. You did? Well, the the wonders of the world of animals coming up in a moment or two, plus that whole... uh, a red mirage thing. I'll tell you the, the basics of the red mirage. And uh, some of this seems pretty good, uh, like is in you can buy it. Some of it is a stretch, but 
The idea is Trump wins on election night, maybe even wins big, or so it seems. But when all of the uh, mail-in ballots are counted, he loses. I don't understand how this would work. You would win if they call enough states that you end up with 270 electoral votes. They're not going to call the states, so you wouldn't win. Well, it would be, It would appear that he has won. He's a, he's a, he's ahead in all this enough states. It, when you count the votes that are known, he will have won, perhaps a landslide. But then as the millions of mail-in votes are sorted through, it'll go the other way with resulting think, chaos, anger, and horror. I think that's among the more likely results, isn't it? If, if it turns out to be true that way more Democrats use mail-in voting than Republicans in that I don't know if that's going to turn out to be true or that's not. That's one of their main premises. I'm not sure I buy it. And and oddly enough, they, they say the reason for that is that uh, Democrats will vote by mail more than Republicans due to fears of the coronavirus. Well, wait a minute. Who came up with that? Mm. Do polls show that? I know polls show Republicans will vote, tend to vote less by mail. But... Oh, it's overwhelmingly uh, in favor of Democrats voting by mail. Just, mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the red mirage. It's not even close. But yeah, so yeah, that that's a likely situation, I think. Yeah, which is going to have people going crazy, and that that stinks. Yeah, um, it does. I mean, even the Florida thing in two thousand. If you're too young to really remember that, why don't we talk about that when we come okay. back? I'll fill in some of these blanks. Um, you know, if you have to tune out now, blah 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 blah. There's no hope. If you don't get a chance to listen, <laughs> blah, 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 no hope. Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll have that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. County Sheriff's investigators say this all started around 3.15 this afternoon near 109th and Budlong. That's when deputies say they tried to stop the man who was riding his bike for a vehicle code violation. Investigators say the man then took off running. Our suspect was holding some items of clothing in his hands, punched one of the officers in the face, and then dropped the items in his hands. The deputies noticed that inside the clothing items that he dropped was a black semi-automatic handgun, at, at which time a deputy-involved shooting occurred. Investigators say they did recover a handgun on the scene. Video from after the shooting shows deputies trying to render aid to the man, who was only described as being in his 30s. Immediately following the shooting, a small crowd gathered around the scene, but quickly grew. So that's L.A., and we're keeping our eye on that to see if that turns into a flashpoint. Might be too clearly a justified killing for it to become a... uh... A flashpoint of protest. I, I don't, don't know. I don't think that scenario exists. <clears throat> uh, was it in New York the other day or Chicago? I don't recall. There is a absolutely 100. Well, there was the suicide. Never mind the one I was about to cite. There was a suicide and word got around the hood that the cops had killed a guy and people started to go crazy. Everybody's a little whipped up. Hey, I need to do a shout out to uh, that might be the first time I've ever said that. I'm never going to say it again either. I don't like the way it felt. And I'm going to do a long-distance dedication. Um, well, tip of the cap to uh, teachers. God, I was texting with one last night. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I've been so focused on the kid end of it because I got a couple of kids. They're doing school. And it, it was a disaster last year. And as I've said, 
I don't fault a lot of people with that because who saw this coming and nobody's ever tried it before. There has been a real lack of acknowledgement that it was a disaster last year. <laughs> nobody's saying it out loud. Right. But um, maybe they're afraid you'll ask for your money back or something. I don't know. But, uh, man, I was texting, uh, getting texts from a teacher last night, just what a nightmare it is on their end. Oh, and I heard a, I heard a report on the news as I was driving in, too, but, uh, talking to one teacher about how it's just an IT job at this point. You're, you're, you're an IT person. And if you're, good at, if you're good at it, you know, good for you. But if you're not good at it, any of the skills you had for teaching are of no help because it's, you know, we, we know 50% of the time your IT guy at your job spends his time on is password stuff. Mm-hmm. 50%. So now teachers are spending all their time trying to get kids onto their nine different platforms they've got and figure out why their password worked yesterday but doesn't work today or, you know, whatever the situation is. Or you got to update this or that. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. And this teacher I was texting with said, working 12-hour days regularly, all of it frustrating, and the one thing you got in f- into teaching for, in most cases, is being around the kids, has been eliminated. Wow. I've talked That's to one- rough. Talk to one teacher. Their school is running like an A-B schedule. Uh, the kids are actually coming in a little bit. That's the idea. Um, but, you know, for social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, half the students stay home. They alternate days. So you're, uh, Monday, you're in school. The other half is at home distance learning. And what you're supposed to do is teach the kids there while the computer kids are doing something that you run back and forth and help them with. And then while the kids in person are presumably doing work or reading or whatever, you're helping the kids online again while the other kids sit there in the classroom. And you're running back and forth between those two constituencies trying to keep both plates in the air and... um this uh, this teacher was a very capable, intelligent, and enthusiastic teacher and had some serious doubts about keeping those plates in the air. Not oh, surprising. Oh, for for the the whole first semester or maybe the whole year? Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Adele's boobs have been accused of cultural appropriation. Stay tuned. Her boobs? I thought it was her headdress. Well, I don't her, think her boobs have done anything, have they? Oh, they certainly have. How can you culturally appropriate that? Everybody's got them. Stay tuned. Like I said. Okay. What do we have time for? Oh. You know, I half-jokingly read Scott Adams' tweet the other day that the one guy everybody hates is Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. (laughs) He is a, a weasel. He's dishonest. He is trying to passive his way past... Angry, violent, crazy Marxists. Uh, and, and pleases no one. And the Marxists hate him as much as everybody else, apparently. Um, more than 200 people last night marched to the condominium tower where Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler lives to demand his resignation. The demonstrations quickly turned destructive as someone in the crowd lit a fire in the street, then placed a picnic table from a nearby business on top of the fire to feed the blaze. People shattered windows, broke into a ground floor dental office, took items, including a chair, uh, added them to the fire. A dental chair? He broke into a dental office and took a chair. Did you take the dental chair? It doesn't say. That'd be a cool chair to have. Well, they threw it in the fire. Oh. So apparently they weren't as impressed as you are. <laughs> um, then they set various things ablaze, including bundles of newspaper, etc., and hurled the burning debris into the building in an attempt to set a building on fire full of, well, it's got 114 residences. Do you know the other night in Portland there were no arrests? Setting fire 
to an inhabited apartment building? Right. Uh, that's that's yeah, the point I'm getting to. Saturday night, there were no arrests. All that crazy mayhem. There were no arrests. I didn't know that. Holy cow. Well, this uh, Portland is, uh, to the benefit, I believe, of the United States and all of its cities, conducting an experiment. What would happen if we let Marxists run wild all over the city for months? I really hope this doesn't happen. But at some point, you know, they're going to cement shut the doors of a police precinct and set it on fire. And you're going to have like 20 people burn up. Or an apartment complex is going to catch on fire. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have 40 people, many of them families, die in a fire. Right. And then maybe they'll say, oh, I guess guess we got to stop this. I guess you can't let people do this whenever they want. Police actually arrested nearly 20 people last night. The cops said arson investigators were looking for the person who started the fire. Well, I'd say anybody who started it, contributed to it, threw fuel on it, or was seen throwing it into an inhabited building ought to be looking at 20 years. An intentional arson of an inhabited building. Does anybody have the legal code in front of them? Uh, can, can let us know what the penalty for that is? Good God, I can't think of a, a more horrifying crime. Well, I can't actually, but that one's pretty horrifying. Wow. Wow. Nobody likes poor Ted Wheeler. It's probably his lack of a spine is the thing. Adele's cultural appropriation on the way. Strong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I watched that scene last night with all of those really horrible people outside of the mayor's house, I also saw the way they shot the young gentleman in the street. He was targeted. They targeted him. They shot him in the street, and then they were so happy, and he died. You don't mention that. The press should be ashamed of themselves. I think the press is actually, the media, is what's fueling this, more so than even Biden, because Biden doesn't know he's alive. I think he's sentient. Biden did one of those with Trump yesterday. Trump's president, if he knows it. So I guess they're both doing that game. I I Um, think they both know it. Can we move on? So that's Trump as he's getting ready to head to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, We'll see how that goes. The governor said, please don't come. Governor of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, I stated a little bit ago. I'm trying to confirm that. Uh, I had I had read that there were no arrests in Portland on Saturday night. And Saturday night was a crazy night. I'm having trouble. I haven't confirmed that being right or wrong. There were 29 arrests on Sunday after an unlawful assembly as they got outside uh, one of your police uh, precincts. No, is that in the Portland? wee hours of Sunday morning? No, no, this was Sunday, Sunday night. This day. was Sunday okay. night, six o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. 150 people had gathered, called Portland United for Justice and Equity. Oh. We're all in favor of those things. They gathered for a protest in Pioneer Courthouse Square. At some point, they got too close to the sheriff's office, and it was announced to stay back. They didn't. At 1045, police declared the gathering an unlawful assembly and started arresting people, arrested almost 30 people. Um, Man, what a mess. What a damned mess. And, uh, Adele's cultural appropriation. Come, why don't we, we just want to tell me? About, yeah. I've seen the picture. She's still really skinny. So good for her. Uh, usually when you see people go from one size to a completely new size, they're back to the previous size. Tick, tock, 
Uh, that's no. not. That's mean. That's just mean that's spirit. That's biology. It's mean spirit. That's biology. I'll bet you. Are th- you one of those two plus two equal five lunatics? You're denying science? Yeah. Oh, once you get big and heavy, your brain wants to get back there. It is unfortunate. She might keep it off, and I, I wish her well. I doubt it. Um, She has retained uh, the ample bosoms of the bigger gal. I congratulate her for that. I only know it because there she is wearing a bikini top uh, emblazoned with the flag of Jamaica, uh, I believe, and uh, some sort of wacky feathers in her hair, and she's been accused of cultural appropriation. You can guess the rest. Blah, 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 yeah. Indian, blah, blah, blah. It's some festival in England that everybody wears wacky costumes. Okay. Um, I think that may be played, the whole cultural appropriation thing. I think everybody woke up to the fact that it was all 99.8% stupid. It was played the first time I heard it. Yeah. Um, thirty. I'm happy to see this number. Only 36% of Americans expect to have a result on election night. Hmm. I'm happy Good. to hear that because uh, I don't want less rioting if more people are... I gotta assume most years it's more like ninety nine percent, right? My whole life I've always expected to know who the president was before I went to bed. Absolutely. This time there's almost zero chance of it. Yeah, there's little chance you're going to know in the first week after the election. I think. And this Democratic polling organization thinks that uh, they're talking about the red mirage, where it appears that Trump has won big on election night, but when they count the millions of mail in ballots, that indeed Biden will win. Um, and I tell you what, one criticism I have of Trump that I'll say out loud is that he will absolutely state that the fix was in, it was a ripoff, and the rest of it. Um, and it, I'm not saying that's impossible that that would be true, but it's unlikely. That is not going to help anything. But no, that's not going to help the country at all. And I'm looking back, I'm thinking back to 2000, Bush v. Gore, where... You know, famously, if you're too young or not paying attention or or whatever, the vote was incredibly close. Um, There were lots and lots of absentee ballots, and there were huge disputes over which ballots ought to count and which not. And this was, you know, 20 years ago, obviously, when, culturally speaking, the media was much more tied to the old uh, ethics where you really had to give both sides, even if you wanted to say you don't find side B very compelling, um, you would try to let people know what's going on. Well, and neither Bush or Gore were guys that were going to go to a, a microphone and say, they're stealing the election from me. No, in, in fact, just the opposite. Everybody, uh, they hired their lawyers. They said, I think we've won. and uh, But they said, you know, let's not tear the country apart. But even God, that seems like a different 100 years ago. Yeah, different uh, different era, uh, which I guess it was really in a lot of ways. But even then, though, the partisan voices claimed that uh, you know it was a ripoff. Bush stole the election because Sandra Day O'Connor was the deciding vote on the Supreme Court. She said no. Florida has done uh, the recounts that Florida law says they should, and uh, and you can't compel them to recount anymore. And then the New York Times, the liberal New York Times, did an independent recount and came up with the result that George W. Bush won fair and square. But, you know, (laughs) Al Gore not pleased. Poor Al Gore. All he did was go on to become a billionaire off of uh... phony climate change movies. (laughs) Al Gore hangs around in the studio right here year after year waiting for us to bring this up so he can express his point of view. 
Finally happened, Al. Congratulations. But <laughs> what percentage of Americans from that more genteel era of journalism know that the New York Times said, no, it was W, fair and square. He actually won. It's a small, small number. Now in our supercharged, super partisan media environment, man, it, it, it won't matter what happens. There will be half the country that believes the opposite actually happened. A couple of non-political things. The Wall Street Journal asks, has tie-dye become too popular? <laughs> um, I don't read articles like that. Maybe you do. Apparently, tie-dye is hugely popular, but there's a concern that it's become too popular, and now wearing it is not cool anymore. So, Some journalist wrote about this, huh? One well, I'm, I'm fashion-impaired, so... One of the great things about uh, aging is ask. you definitely don't have to worry about those sorts of things. No. This, this, uh, if you're a San Diego Padres fan, they went all in yesterday on a World Series run. Ooh. This is something you do in baseball. Baseball, it seems to me, more than any other sport, something just clicks some years. It's just your year. Some Something happens. And, uh, you know, the sum of the parts, something or other. I don't know what it is. But anyway, they made a whole bunch of trades yesterday to try to challenge the, the Dodgers for National League supremacy, and uh, they're all in. So that's the race to watch oh, if you're a baseball fan. that's exciting. Fan. Yeah, it is. It is really exciting. Yeah, Los Gigantes of San Francisco are playing good ball, too. The NL West, very exciting. And then finally, this... The Padres are going to have to sell off every prospect in their farm system, you know, the, the, the stadiums, the baseballs, everything, for right now. I love that. There's a new book out, out about MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, the guy who runs Saudi Arabia. When he took charge, everybody was hoping this is a new era for Saudi Arabia. No, it's he's a, a reformer. It's well, kind of. He has reformed yeah. things to now. It's uh, even a more exaggerated version of being a king, except it's one person instead of a whole bunch. He's the one in charge. He's got all the money, and this book is out about his lifestyle that is just crazy. So he threw a party last year, for instance. Uh, he rented out this island. He spent $50 million on a party for him and his friends. Wow. They brought in 150 hot chicks. Boy, my invitation must have gone to junk in my email. Dang it. Uh, everybody had their own like cabana thing that they lived in, and it was super, you know, uh, posh, five-star, like, amenity sort of things. Everybody had their own butler, all his friends, everybody that came to this thing. Uh, sworn to secret, secrecy because... He, uh, it, it's really uncool among the the populace there in Saudi Arabia that the you know the the people in charge aren't just living these uh, model religious lives. Well, these austere Islamic fundamentalist lives, right? They yeah. pretend to, but. and and part of his whole thing in arresting all of his fellow princes when he first took over was this is just you know outrageous the the, the level of. Uh, corruption that we've got in the government debauchery debauchery it's just awful so he yes. threw them all in jail yes and uh and took all the money and now he lives a more debauched life than any of them have ever even dreamed of but anyway this party was crazy so all these people show up they're not allowed to have cell phones anything like that because he doesn't want word to get out because he knows it's going to cause a revolution back in his country somebody got information to some reporters and it started coming out in drips and drabs and but he had 150 super hot chicks show up the day before, and then they had to go to a local hospital and get STD checks with all the with a bunch of doctors and nurses. Sensible precaution. <laughs> that, that's the, the that's something for your dignity, isn't I it? I thought I was going to cocktail waitress. Boy, how much are you like a? I don't want to be too coarse, but like, well, like an animal. And I mean, you're just 
They're just bringing you in, getting you on, know, drawing blood, checking you out, make sure you're okay to to take down with the local whatever and sell you off. Mm. I mean, that's just that's brutal. Yeah, um, brings yeah. in all these women and the food and the music. Oh, Pitbull played J Lo, I think. All these big name. Uh, musicians that were there, and MBS is up on stage dancing with them and grabbing the mic and doing some singing with some of the biggest musical acts in the world. I mean, it's one, it may be the greatest party in the history of the world that he threw. Wow. It's just one example of the things he's done, along with owning the world's most expensive house, the world's most expensive yacht, and the world's most expensive painting. Although some of that stuff is, if I offer you $50 million for that shirt, you say, okay. Okay, and now I now own the world's most expensive shirt. I mean, doesn't that just make me an idiot? <laughs> it could be argued, <laughs> That's yes. kind of what he did with that yacht. He paid like five times what it was worth. But yeah. these assholes in their fucking yacht. It was a flex. It was a power movie. It's just to show how damned rich he is. What is wrong with a guy like that, though? What is I, going on uh, in his head? How, how do you trip his trigger? How do you, uh, you know, jingle his nerve endings? Got to be extreme. I mean, me, I go uh, have a cocktail, play some charades. That's a fine party. I don't need a luxury cabana and a butler and, and international prostitutes carefully checked. Won't um, he die at some point? I mean, because you just you can't. We keep, all will, Jack. You can't. <laughs> statistics say yes. You can't just keep <laughs> up in the the pleasure meter, thinking there's uh, there's got to be a better party, a better painting, a better yacht, a better car, a hotter chick. Right. I mean, oh my God, he's testing it though. Maybe in a way that nobody on earth ever has. Hmm. There are also a hell of a lot of people who'd like to separate him from his. Noggin, right? Uh, in Saudi Arabia, and he's willing to cut you up with a bone saw if you go up against it. Oh, that's right. Yep, it's old bone saw. So J Lo, uh, J Lo played that gig, huh? I heard the best cover of of a Beyonce song I have ever heard, and it's an animal performing it. What? Honest to goodness, it's not the singing dogs of New Guinea, are they? No, but we'll we'll include them as well. Hmm. Fabulous! If you enjoy singing dogs, you're going to love the next segment. Don't go away. One parrot is wowing visitors at a zoo by hitting the right notes. Watch this. (laughs) Okay, so that's Chico singing Beyonce's 2009 hit, If I Were a Boy. The nine-year-old bird breaks into song all the time, apparently, at his British wildlife park. He also knows other pop hits, including Lady Gaga's Poker Face and Katy Perry's Firework. So, there you have it. There you have it. Hey, does it ever, like, sing verses, or does it just sing the hook over and over again? Hey, news anchorette, and by the way, your hair looks fantastic. Uh, But what's with the music in the background? Yeah. While you're doing your story. Tell you what, that bird just sings the hook over and over again. It's going to end up on my grill. I mean, that's that's amusing for about a cup of coffee. And then after that, it'd make you insane. Why do so many news organizations uh, uh, give you the news as if you're at a rave? (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it's a house party or something. And they shout the news over the top of it. Our focus groups show that when we have music beds, it gets people's attention. They're looking more and blah, 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 blah. It gives the impression of being faster moving, I think. I don't know. It was fast moving enough. You got a damned animal that can sing like Beyonce. That's entertaining enough for me. That's a good singing parrot. Better than the singing dogs of New Guinea. I am a dog from New Guinea. The the dog just kind of howls like anybody else. Are all their songs self-referential like that? <laughs> but uh, yes. It's because if you can't sell the steak, you got to sell the sizzle. <laughs> and local news got no steak to sell. There, oh, there, you, there go. you go. Yeah. So what about the singing dogs? <laughs> they thought it was extinct. My kids were very excited about it. They, like me as a boy of that age, were horrified by the idea of animals going extinct. I, I, remember, tragic. The, I remember when I first became aware of that. And I heard about animals are down to the last, you know, five of this or whatever. I just terrified of the idea of it going away. When I first reason. heard of the dodo bird, and well, I don't get to see this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's sad. There'll never be another one. Anyway, Very sad. They thought the singing dog of New Guinea had gone away fifty years ago, and then they saw one the other day. Hey, wait a second. I'm oh, sorry. There he is. Um, Maybe it just switched fine. to rap, and so you couldn't tell it was a singing dog. They look kind of like a cattle dog, like I have, and. Uh, they kind of howl like he does. The most interesting thing about it is they think it is the living link between wolves and domesticated dogs. Oh, is awesome. what it is, which is kind of cool. Like, uh, what's her name from Theranos hats? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Elizabeth. Uh, yes, I don't believe we ever uh, nailed down what the name of my wolf was. <laughs> I think we did, didn't we? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I have what will soon be the world's first talking dog. I don't want to oversell this, but Baxter is clearly trying to learn to speak. He doesn't have the vocal cords for it. Uh, maybe I can get Elon Musk to uh, implant vocal cords in my dog since he's wiring up pigs these days. But, yeah, Baxi is trying to learn to speak. It's a little chilling. Joe Biden is trying to learn to speak also. That's my transition. That's a good one. That's one of your better ones. And said this yesterday. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. Oh, boy. You having a good time, Joe? Oh, boy. Um... How much does this election really matter? They polled people. Registered voters increasingly likely to say the battle for the White House is important. (laughs) The percentage of people who say it really matters who wins is at 83%, which is pretty high. It clearly does. And the people who say things will be about the same regardless, 16%. I don't want you in charge of anything. No, no. You could, like, hand me my coffee through the window, I suppose, but you know nothing. Although I'm basing it on, I assume if Biden wins, they also take the Senate. Uh, I think if Republicans continue to control the Senate and Biden wins, I'm not sure things will be that dramatically different. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll have less, you know, Trump tweeting every day and the, the nation hanging on it. To the not, extent that it does. But. Really the only difference I want. <laughs> not to get off uh, you know, on this tangent too far, but the executive branch is way too big and way too powerful. It is trampling all over the Constitution, in my opinion. And Biden and company would be able 
to through uh, regulation changes and executive orders do a lot of stuff you wouldn't like. But, yeah, if the Republicans hold on to the Senate, that would definitely be a, a firm foot on the brake. But if the Dems take that White House and the Senate and do away with the filibuster, things are going to change dramatically Yes, from a Trump win. So yes. uh, and we'll be talking about that here. Argentina, my latest uh, foreign land to retire to, if okay. things go crazy. All right. Yes. Um, uh, speaking of foreign lands, uh, Sean and I got in this conversation in the lunchroom, and uh, I was wondering... And we're so inward-looking, maybe more inward-looking as a country than ever in my lifetime, where we're just so focused on everything domestic. It's as if the rest of the world doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world does exist, and it's just as busy doing things as it ever has been, mm-hmm. including maybe the greatest threat to our uh, supremacy. Well, not maybe. Clearly the greatest threat to our supremacy since we've become the supreme power. Uh, China and everything they're going to do. Does China or Russia... Shortly before the election, do something. Does Russia move on a country? Does China move on Taiwan? Um, A lot of your geopolitical thinkers think, heck yeah, that's a possibility. And the relationship between Xi and Putin is very tight. Do they coordinate something? Or do they wait till election week after the results? That might be the perfect time. That's just what I was going to say. Yeah. If they're following our politics close enough to realize there's not going to be a winner on election night, and there's going to be people in the streets, both sides, claiming it's being stolen. Man, if you moved that week, a coordinated response with the backing of the public would be really difficult. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It'd be nearly impossible. Wow, you got uh, Chairman Xi's ear over there, Commie Jack? You giving him advice now? You going to email him or what? Maybe you ought to keep your voice down. You think he wouldn't think of these things on his own? Without yeah, my he help. listens to the show? Well, th- th- look, there's a chance he overlooks it, so <laughs> pipe down. Armstrong and Getty.